Welcome back to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike, and I got my line mate Matt with me. And uh, it's pretty sad in Blackhawk country right now. Hawks are 0-5-1, and, and uh, things don't seem to be getting better. We lost 6-3 to yesterday by a very poor... Um, a very poor game by by everybody involved from top to bottom, from the coaching staff to the GM to the CEO, Danny Wirtz of the organization, to uh, Rocky Wirtz all the way at the top, who washes, washes his hands of absolutely everything that happens in this organization, from sexual assault allegations to firing your, your GM to really anything. All that he does is fund it, and uh, he's got nothing to say. And it's funny because Danny Wirtz is a chip off the old block because he's got nothing else to say other than to tweet that. We have gone 534 straight games of a sold-out arena, and that is gone now. And that's because of a bad coaching staff that we have. That's because of a bad, um, I'm going to say a bad front office that we have, to the bad ownership. It goes all the way to the top. Rocky does not get to wash his hands of it. He's responsible as well. So, Matt, how do we get back on track here, man? Well, I think we should start from the top. Probably if we can get rid of Bowman and look for a new GM, maybe an interim GM to find an, you know, a, a permanent GM, maybe like a Dale Talon like guy who pretty much was the architect of the dynasty teams and then let that GM show the ownership and the high people his vision and what he wants to do, but he's got a mess though. He's got, a, he's got some big contracts he's got to deal with. So it's going to be a challenge for the next guy. Um, and then, I mean, if Bowman had a brain, he would fire the coach now to give himself, you know, a little more time, but it's not happening, man. I was talking to you yesterday. I, th- I thought for sure today the Hawks would uh, have an announcement to make getting a new coach and it never came. No, it didn't. And, uh, you know, it's incredibly unfortunate because, you know, I'm really glad that Stan hasn't fired him. (laughs) And I'll tell you why. It's because this just he just digs a deeper hole for himself as well. So that maybe if a change comes, maybe we can get rid of both of them at the same time. It it could happen. But if if Bowman did fire the coach first, he possibly would buy himself, you know, to the end of the season, I'm guessing. In all, in all he's just honesty. hurting the team. He's hurting the team because it's hard to come back from being down like and, this. It's I mean, hard. He's uh, what? He's the he's the G, he's not just the GM. He's like president. the president of hockey operations as well. So, yeah. so we would have to actually, if you really think about it, we'd have to hire two new guys. Actually, if you really think about it, we'd have to hire three new guys: a coach, a GM and another executive to run the hockey operations aspect because yeah. he took part. He took that part of John McDonough's job uh, last year. I'll be honest with you. I think that they gave Bowman that position because the Wirtz family, they don't want to deal with this. They have their own business on the side that right. they've made their money from. And they said, you know what? We're paying you to deal with this. You deal with it. We're funding it. Like you said, we, we don't have time for this. And yeah. I think that's that's it. But I mean, unfortunately, they have to they have to jump back in to to fix this. Otherwise, hey, they're going to keep losing money. I mean, they're 
like you said, the, the attendance is going to be way down because probably the pandemic, people are still scared to go. Probably there's people that don't have the the vaccination and they, they don't, you know, some people don't want to get it and they, they can't get into the game unless they produce a test and stuff that there's, there's so many factors, but the main one is the product on the ice. They're playing terrible and they have a pretty decent team on paper. So it just tells you that the coach, it, it makes a difference and it's not working. They need to, they need to fix this. Yeah, I think that you're right. I think you're just missing one one thing there. The product on the ice is, is one thing. Actually, we'll call it 1A or 1B. And yeah. uh, the other pr- uh, part of that is the absolute ticket gouging that they've been doing to 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 fans for like the past 11 years. You know, it's gotten to a point where, you know what, they can't raise ticket prices anymore because the product on the ice isn't good enough and people aren't going to pay it. So they've raised ticket prices year after year after year. We've gotten to a point where it's too much and people don't want to pay it. And you know what? I don't blame them, man. Yeah, I, I don't blame them either. I, my uncle, he has been a season ticket holder since 2008. Before it was the, I think it was the year we drafted Kane. It was his first year. It, it could be 09. I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but he called this year. He goes, what's going to change? I mean, I I feel like, you know, we did get good players. I'm excited about it, but what are we going to do different? And do, you know, he, he was asking about the, the status of like uh, all the mandates and stuff and and all that other, other stuff, but they couldn't give him an answer and they wouldn't give him an answer. And he goes, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to back out. I'm, I don't really, I don't like the, how they're communicating with me and, you know what, he, he used to go to all the games. He would go to all 41 home games. And for him to say, I mean, he picked a good year to, to get out of it. They're, you know, they're terrible right now. But he, he goes, the, the, it's just they, they think we're stupid. They think the fans in the city are stupid and they're going to keep raising tickets and he, or the, the prices. And they just treat us like we're like little babies or something. And he's like, oh, I, I, I pulled the plug and that was it. I talked to him yesterday. He, He's not upset. He has no regrets about it. You know, and then they, when you have to renew, I'll tell you what, they're all over you when it's time to renew. They're all over you when it's time to run your credit card. I mean, they do it right away. As soon as you, you tell them, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good for next year. They're like, boom, it's done. They run it. It's funny how that works, right? It's real. It's really (laughs) quick. And, uh, and it's just gotten to a point where, you know, they just don't really care, man. They don't give a shit. You know why? Because one guy who says, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be renewing my season ticket, my season tickets this year. They say, okay, we got a list of other people that want to get in now too. So they start. But it's different. (laughs) It's different. How so? Well, if they were good and he did this, they'd be like, okay, see you later, dude. But now they're bad. They should be begging him like, oh, come on. All right, we'll, we'll give you a deal. You know, like it's one thing if this was like 2012, say 2013, when the Hawks are still good. They got a good team, good coach. Got They got a good vision, you know, but now they're terrible. They can't figure it out. No one's making any moves to change anything. So if you back out of your tickets, they they should be at your door begging you to stay because 
that waiting list, I'm sure it's not that bad anymore. They're they're begging people to come to the games now. Yeah, but this is it, like 2006. Like, like, hey, show me your college ID. You can get in for eight bucks and sit wherever the hell you want in any 300 level, which w- is what I did, and I loved it. I missed those days, but I I'd rather see a good team on the ice and the building sold out where it's loud, where you're, you got goosebumps the whole game. It's gonna get back to that, dude. If they if they keep if they keep digging this hole deeper. Yeah, I just don't see why, you know, I mean, if they have a, if they have a list full of guys that are willing to buy, I mean, why would they really even care about us? Do you know what I mean? I, I don't think that list is going to be as big as you think it is anymore. It doesn't have to be that big. Chicago fans are terrible bandwagon fans. They will jump right off that bandwagon and go to the next team. They're famous for it. The Hawks were pretty good in 2001. Or it was a 2002 when they had uh, Amani was captain. Jocelyn Tebow was our goalie. The United Center filled up again that that year. I remember going, and then the next year they were bad again, and the place was empty. It 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 it's always gonna be like this with hockey in the city. Kane and Taves brought everybody back. Dale Talon brought good players around them. But if they keep going this way, they're gonna reset, and it's gonna happen again. They're gonna be begging for people to come. They're gonna do anything they can to promote the game. Hey, it's a $12 night, 300 level and st- stuff like that. It's, it, it, I hope they, I hope it doesn't, but I can see it happening. That'd be a good time to buy season tickets. Well, that, that's what I did. I bought tickets in 06 and I, I went to a cool little thing Dale Talon was doing. He said, uh, Dale, I think it might've been Smith. Smith drafted uh, Seabrook and Keith. And then Dale came in, he signed a whole bunch of guys. He signed Hobby Bullen right after a Stanley Cup victory. And I was excited about that, man. I'm he like, sucked. I, well, he was bad with the Hawks, but yeah, the team was. was bad too. But I give Dale credit because he was able to get, like, Adrian Coin was a, a top defenseman with the Islanders. He signed him. Then he signed uh, Jesse Cullimore. Remember him? Yeah. And they signed Nikolai Hobby Bullen. And I'm like, yeah, wow, we're getting a freaking goalie now. The next year, he pulls off a trade to get Marty Havlet, an explosive forward, dynamic, just incredible. But he gets hurt a lot. Yeah. And they brought in Hanzus to center him. And then, hey, man, it got better. Dale started drafting, and they produced faster. And it got great, and it was worth it, man. I watched it from the ground up. But I feel like oh, our f- Bowman hasn't like produced any prospects that are helping us. They're they're gone or there there've been busts. And this this is a big thing about being a GM. You have to have the farm, you know, growing. And we we have not done that. That's why we're bad. We're we're, we're trying to build teams, you know, through free agency and trades. It seems like. But if he does not fix the problem, which is the coaching right now, then he's going to, like you said, he's going to be out and then they're going to get a new coach and both of them are going to be out. It's going to be a good thing, but we're going to go back another four seasons because it's going to be another slow rebuild. Do you think if it's in a a more experienced coach that it would be a a quicker, you know, like a quicker turnaround time? It could be, but the Hawks won't do that. It's not a Hawk thing to do. Uh, it, it was actually, it was weird that the Hawks fired Savard that year because he wasn't bad. He, he wasn't doing bad at all. They just, you know, I guess Coach Q was available and they said, hey, this guy's going to get us there. And it worked, but with this team, it's a lot different. We're, we got 
you know, we got a couple, we got some young guys, we got some veterans, we got some, you know, mid, mid-level guys, but I think it's going to take a lot to change this, the, the style of play with these guys. I think that, uh, to be honest with you, I don't think the players are the problem. I think no, that, no, the players you know, are, they're, they're not playing well, no. but they, you need leadership. You, you can't, your players can't grab the dry erase board and draw a play up during a five on three power play when you take a timeout. That's the coach's job or the assistant coach, the power play specialist, not Dominic Kobalik. Are, are you kidding me? And then, I mean, you actually did that while the camera was on you? You know how dumb you look? You're the leader, man. You can't, you lost it. I mean, that clearly you were like, oh, I'm just going to stand here and collect my paycheck for being a coach. You can't do that, dude. You got to be a leader out there. You got to get like fired up. Like, you know, like Quinville, he used to get mad and yell. You, you got to get like that. You can't just look there and pretend like, oh, I'm really mad and not say anything. You, you got to like, you got to get some passion. You know what I mean? He just, it's like looking at a, looking at a dude at a, at a bus stop, just staring away. It's, honestly, <laughs> that's what it reminds me of. You know, uh, apparently today they practiced like hell today. And it's too late. And, and Colin, it's a too late. And Colin told him, show up ready to play tomorrow. And then everybody took off, you know. That, that's that doesn't do it yeah. that's that's a childish thing to do like that's a high school thing you guys showed up late for practice get on the goal line and then he skates you the whole time uh, it, it, it's like you're ta- you're blaming the players for that no dude no it's you too he should be skating with them then. yeah he should have <laughs> yeah I, I i don't get that it's, 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 it's the it's the nhl man how, how so what do you mean that it's the yeah. nhl you're gonna skate guys like they're like they're children, like and blame them. Really, we're being outshot every game. We haven't had a lead. It's not. It's not all the players, man. It's it's management too. It's it doesn't make any sense to me to skate a a bag skate with with your team. Sure, they're playing bad, but that's not how you, that's not how you get better. You're just gonna piss the players off, and then you're gonna lose the players, which some of them have. They have his back still, which is insane to me. I think they're just playing the party line. To be honest with you, Kane is oh, yeah, doing they it. Taser's doing it. They they want to look good in front of the media because they're at practice. Like, oh wow, he's skating him. He's really mad. Dude, how about how about do something different? How about tighten up the defense and stop pinching and stop giving up odd man rushes? It's just like you. It's back to the basics. Go to practice and say, hey, we got to change the way we're playing. It's not working. Not get on the goal line and do sideboards. It it doesn't work. It right. never will work. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, you know, clearly I'm frustrated. I think everybody's frustrated with this team. And, you know, a lot of people kind of throw them to the dogs, you know. And, you know, like, oh, I'm not going to watch them because they suck, you know. And it's like, that's not what fans do, yeah. you know. Oh, that's I'm not going to. I'm not going to uh, wear my so jersey. Joel sucks. He makes too much money. It has nothing to do with it. Yeah, it has nothing to do with it, yeah, do with it dude. Who cares you know, what he it's, makes? He's, it's, making only, he's making $5 million a year, so <laughs> you can say that next year if you want. It makes not, no sense this year. He doesn't suck. You know, he's just playing for a shitty coach. You know, that's what it comes down to. And, um, you know, if anything, I think the Hawks still need our support, you know, to, you know, to tune in. Because it's really easy when, you know, when they're guaranteed to go to the playoffs, going for a deep run make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. It's really easy to be a fucking fan then, you know. But mm-hmm. when the team's going through a hard time, you know, p- you know, people don't want to 
that don't want to be there. And that's what pisses me off sometimes when I, I go to it. games. Bandwagon. You know? It's it's a bandwagon thing. It, it sucks, do you man. remember oh do you remember uh let's say oh six? Our best line was Mark Bell, Kyle Calder, and Tyler Arneson. <laughs> and Tyler Arneson that was our yeah. best line. Yeah. You know how many people were at the game? Probably four thousand. Maybe, yeah. maybe five. Did they lie probably and say there was more? Of course. But <laughs> those games, you can hear the players on the ice talking, yelling for a pass, slapping their sticks and say, hey, hey, hit me, hit me, hit me, hit me. That's how quiet it was in there. And then you got, you could go to the bathroom and be out in a minute. You don't have to wait in line. Oh, man. And, and, and that's the thing. And like people, these these new new fans that you know i'm i'm glad that the hawks are, have been selling out and making money and you know they deserve a huge it. fan base yeah of course but these people don't realize the parking lot was empty like, like the you know like the parking lot around the whole building yeah that once some sites were empty and people would park in the 10 dollar lots cuz they would still charge full parking and stuff and oh, really? it, was, it, it was insane yeah you you could you could walk around and you could change sections if you want. I used to sit, I'd sit where the, like, I, I think it was 320 where the Hawks would shoot twice. Mm-hmm. So then on the second period, I'd go to the other side and watch them shoot on that side. Just because I, I liked, and then some games I liked sitting, um, like in, th- I think it was like 319 where it's like right in the middle. So I could just turn my head left and right. Right. Just from, and, I, and you can't do that now. You I mean, the ushers were like, yeah, go ahead, sit wherever you want. No one's here anyway, you know? That's how it was. Right. So, I mean, these people got to understand that. Like, you guys came in at a great time, and it, it was, you saw some Stanley Cups, but a lot of a lot of diehard fans were there when Mark Bell was our leading goal scorer. Yeah. So, be grateful for what you've seen, because it, it takes a while to build a good team, and Dale did it the right way. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He drafted right. Uh, he put a good supporting cast around some really good young players. Yeah, I remember when uh, Bolin was like a call-up. It was a big deal. David Bolin was going to be the next first-line center. Troy Brower was going to be the next first-line winger with him. And then Dale's, he, Cam Barker, he got another good defenseman. He Jack Skilly, I think they, they, yeah. they, they drafted. Then they drafted Taves. He's going to stay at college for another year. Kaner the next year. He's ready to go. And Taves is going to join him. Yeah. And the building was still, it was still like half capacity. It wasn't full yet. But then you start, you see a kid, a 19-year-old kid skate through Joe Sackick in the Colorado Avalanche with a highlight reel goal. It's like, whoa, Hawks are going to be pretty good. And it brought all the fans back. And it's. Dale kept building. He was able to get Brian Campbell the next year, top free agent. Then the next year, Marion Hosa. So it was a destination for players and the fans. They were spoiled. These new fans, spoiled brats. That's what they were. So I hope they're not jumping off so so soon because a couple years ago they were probably you know buying jerseys, putting stickers all over their car windows and their license plate. I'm a big Blackhawks fan. You know, there's a lot of people like that. This city is one of the worst. With along with Boston, they're real quick to jump off that bandwagon once their team's bad. Oh, really? Another oh, God, original yeah. six team. Well, I'm saying even the baseball when they're sure, bad. Sure. Yeah, Chicago is Chicago's brutal, dude. I, I the White Sox are a great baseball team. The, even they can't even sell that place out. That's how crazy it is. And then they get to, if they make it to the World Series, you can't even get a ticket. 
Yeah, it's, it, it's brutal. You know, it really sucks about the, you know, the, their whole park. You know, they said that when they when they tore down Comiskey, you know, they built, um, you know, what, what's cellular. what's called yeah. now uh, guaranteed rate field. And they said, it's just like the old park. It's facing the same way. It's like, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's put the home plate in the same place as it was in the old stadium. And let's look out towards the projects of Chicago. Yeah, that, that's what we want to see. Look at 8094 and then the projects behind it. Where, if you look to your left, it has the entire skyline of Chicago with the... With, with, the, yeah. with the sun setting in the background. It's like, why didn't you guys turn it this way? Whoever was in charge of this should have been freaking fired, man. Because uh, I was out there smoking a cigarette one day, and I was like, why am I sitting here smoking a cigarette, drinking a beer, while the game is, is over there? You know, it's like, I don't even want to go back to the game. Well, I'm not a White Sox fan anyways. So, yeah. I mean, well, I, I, not I just like remember. it matters. But, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful park, man. I, I think it, it, that it's a, you know what I it's good for the kids. I, I brought the kids there. They got good food. Yeah. Um, yeah, they do. They have a good beer selection yeah, too. Yeah. And it, you know, the, and I like how you can walk around, you can walk around the park and, you know, get different angles of it. I Wrigley, it's kind of hard to do that. But yeah, and um, even getting to Wrigley, dude, you practically need a, a helicopter a train, to, yeah. to get in there. Well, the thing is, I remember I was um, a senior in high school in uh, 2005 when the Sox won. I just remember all the people that were cheering for the Cubs in 03 when they were making their run with the whole Bartman thing. Oh, man, I remember that. Jump ship, and they're showing up with White Sox hats. I'm like, whoa, 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 what's going on? Oh, yeah, the are in the World Series. Sox are in the World Series. Uh, yeah, last last year, sophomore year, you were, you know, you had your, you had your uh, Kerry Wood jersey on. What, what happened? <laughs> you know, and that's just what they do. And then I noticed that in like 2009, when the Hawks were making that, you know, good playoff run against Detroit, you you see all these, uh, you see all these guys walking in with their jerseys, you know, the tag still on. Like, yeah, I'm a big Blackhawks fan. And then you see a guy, you know, who's been there. He's got nacho stains all over his jersey. He's got <laughs> number 24, Bob Probert, sitting there like, sit the frick down during gameplay. Those are the guys that I love. Yeah. The, the diehards. Like, wait for a freaking whistle, you morons. Dude, this I was in a Cubs uh, game. I was in the, uh, when I worked at the Board of Trade Building, I was in the elevator. And uh, I was laughing at this guy. And I, I, he goes, he's like, what's so funny? I was like, nice jersey, dude. And he's like, uh, he's like, what, do you got a problem with my jersey? I was like, yeah, I do have a problem with your jersey. And you're a Fairweather fan. He's like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? I'm like, dude, you're wearing a Marion Hosa Chicago Blackhawks winter classic jersey. When the, when the jersey that you're wearing, they played Detroit during that winter classic. <laughs> and guess what? Marion right? Hosa oh, yeah. was on Detroit when oh. they played in that winter classic. Dude, I had an elevator full of people just freaking start laughing at this guy. And I was like, you're a freaking oh. idiot, dude. So I got a story when I had my tickets. I'll never forget. I'm sitting in 323. I had one, two, three, four. My One of my best friends at the time, Joe. Uh, we're we're sitting there and we got these two morons next to us they they um they bought off the guy who's usually there with us and you know they're yelling and yelling and screaming and the dude stands up why are you icing the puck you gotta be kidding me my buddy joe goes dude we're shorthanded 
That's what they're supposed to do. <laughs> Go back to the Cubs game, he said. <laughs> and the dudes, they disappeared. We didn't see him the rest of the game. Really? And they're yelling. And then we had another guy behind us. You know, you know, it's a delay of game when you shoot the puck over the glass in the right. defensive zone. He stands up and he yells, he didn't do it on purpose. I'm like, <laughs> dude, none of them do it on purpose. It's a, still a two-minute penalty, dude. Where, where have you been? Yeah. He's like, oh, I didn't realize that. And then, and then we got this Nashville guy. How long has the NHL had four referees? <laughs> I'm like, since like 06, I think, after the lockout, they added another uh, main referee to call penalties. No way. This is turning into the NFL. This is a joke. I'm like, I, I like it, man. They're going to get the right calls now. You, having two more eyes out there, that's going to help a lot. Oh, I disagree. I'm like, oh, my God, just go get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. The All bandwagon right. days. We're so moving on, here. moving on to uh, Blackhawks versus Tampa. Uh, not Tampa versus uh, the Leafs. Wednesday, uh, either uh, Tampa's going to burn or Chicago's going to burn. It's getting to that point. Um, you know, I think the, the Leafs are obviously in a very different spot than the Blackhawks. They're expected to win, considering the 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 players that they have, considering the roster that they have, and they're in a little bit of dire straits. To be honest with you, they need Marner and and Matthews to they need them to to score, man. And things aren't going the way that they want them to. You know, they've got a lot of money tied up into a few players there, and they're playing a, I mean, a Blackhawks team that's 0-5-1. and Very wounded. And outside, yeah. they're a wounded animal, man, and I'm telling you, you know, they could come out in that game and, and possibly take that one. And if that happens... I mean, they're going to be leaf. Leafdom is going to be in uh, in in dire straits. What do you think is going to go on in this game? Well, I'll, I will say this: they they did lose tonight against a very good Carolina team, four to one. And wow. Austin Matthews did get his first goal of the season. Um, but if they lose against the Blackhawks, oof, man! Like you said, that city is going to riot and be in huge panic mode. They're it's, the Blackhawks are right now the laughing stock, but if you lose to the Blackhawks, that's almost worse, I think. But I, <laughs> I, I could I could see the Leafs really taking over though. Our, our, our like I said, our defense is brutal, and yeah, it is. guys like Matthews and Marner, Tavares, Nylander, those guys will just pick the Hawks' defense apart. And I feel bad who's ever in net. It's probably going to be Lankin in because the Hawks do play better in front of him. I, I, I like Marc-Andre Fleury, but they're, they're, it's just the defensemen are not – we're not playing well in front of them. So – but it's going to be bad. If the Hawks lose, what, whatever, shocker. It's, it's going to – we haven't won. We haven't even had a lead yet. That's a record. We have not led one game this season or won anything. but. I could see Colorado, or I'm sorry, I could see Toronto just uh, turning the score up just to just to save their uh, <laughs> save their behinds this season. You know what though, the Hawks play a physical game, and Toronto doesn't like that. Well, I I just think that Matthews he had a nice wraparound goal tonight. I think he's gonna wake up, and he, you know what, he plays well against the Hawks. If you remember that game, him and Kane were trading goals back and forth and goal yeah. celebrations. Yeah. I think he he likes the spotlight games where he's facing off against top players to kind of say, "Hey, your time's done. It's my turn now." Stuff like that. So I can see Matthews having a, a big game. 
Hmm. I think it'd be funny if they get shut out and Hawks win five to nothing. <laughs> it yeah, couldn't go any worse. It, it couldn't go any worse for shots. Toronto. <laughs> I know. We just give up way too many shots and we give up too many odd man rushes. It, 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 if the coach is still here, nothing's going to change. It's right. going to be the same. It's going to be the same thing. And don't be surprised if they score in the first minute of the game. <laughs> that happens a lot too. Yeah, it does. Hopefully not the first 30 seconds. Hopefully not the first 17. I think one of them was 17 seconds. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right, man. Do you got any other NHL news? Uh, no. I, 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 oh, yeah, I do. The Panthers beat the Coyotes. Ooh, shocker. But they're still undefeated. The Sabres actually beat the Lightning tonight. I, wow. That, that's kind of embarrassing, too. But, you know, the, I think the, the Lightning are finally uh, you know what I'm gonna say. getting tired. That's what happens when you're not 17 million over the cap. You start, you get, you start getting beat by Buffalo. <laughs> well, I think Buffalo's on a mission to shut people yeah, up. Yeah, they are definitely. But the Lightning, you know what, man? They played a lot of hockey in the last. They played more hockey than anyone in the last year. Yeah, so yeah, it's, they have. it's been crazy. It's going to start catching up with them. But that, that is, that is embarrassing. The Sabers beat you. Yeah, yeah, um, the year after you won the cup. Yeah, and, without you know, Jack Eichel. I, I picked the Sabres to be probably second to last this year with Phoenix, or I'm sorry, Arizona. I st- I'm still going to, you know what, I'm calling them Phoenix Coyotes. <laughs> Phoenix Coyotes. But it's, so, well, the Hawks have a chance to be, get the get the win and leave uh, the Yotes in the losing category, but who the hell knows, man. Yeah, I know, it's brutal. They should have a best of seven series, the Hawks and the Coyotes, just to, just to make them feel good about just to battle it out. It'll go, to, it'll go to seven, dude. It'll go oh to seven. my gosh! Well, all right, guys. You know that's all that we got for you tonight. Uh, there, you know, it's it's brutal right now, but you know, hopefully, it's going to turn around. We're going to be here every step of the way, and we'll be here for you. We'll be we're going to have Jake Hahn on the show. Uh, we're going to record. I think Thursday night, and then uh, we're gonna drop that on Friday, and we're gonna go over. Uh, we're gonna go over the NHL, see what he says from a bird's eye view from one of the experts from uh, NHL Series XM Radio, The Point. So uh, be sure to tune in uh, Friday morning, and uh, and we'll see you guys around. This is the Tomahawk. We're out of here.